everyone. Welcome back to Blue and Gold, a Superman and Booster Gold podcast. So here we are, the end of May for uh, of this coronavirus uh, pandemic that we're in. Hopefully everyone is doing well out there. I'm still not going back to work. I got told earlier in the week that I probably won't be going actually into the office for until 2021, until after until the start of next year. I don't know if it would be right at the beginning of next year or what, but that was kind of crazy to me. I mean, I've been working from home since the since mid-March, but thinking that I'm not going to go into the office until 2021, that's pretty crazy. I hope everyone is safe and healthy out there. Um, things will get things will get better. I know here in Michigan, the uh, stay-at-home order is supposed to be the last day of is i believe june 12th but it keeps getting extended this is like the third time which i'm for extending for safety it is tough when you're a business owner but we need to be mindful of health and it's crazy going to stores wearing a mask although i feel like we uh most of us or i felt like it didn't take that long for it to feel like the new normal though that we were wearing masks I remember the first few times felt really weird putting a mask on to go into the store and now it's the normal but again I hope everybody out there who's listening is safe and I hope your families are safe and that you're doing well and if you're not then my heart goes out to you my thoughts go out to all the individuals who are who are having a tough time um, and especially thankful to all the essential workers who do go to work and um, keeping keeping the trains running on time. So without without uh, too much too much um, coronavirus talk, I'm sure we all want to get away from that for a little while. So obviously the opening music was a little bit different because today I wanted to talk about a little cartoon called Justice League Action and. That's what I'm going to be covering for both the Booster Golds portion of the show and the Superman portion of the show is going over uh, some episodes of this of this cartoon. But before I do, I want to just give a little bit of background on the show, my thoughts while it was airing and leading up to it. So this we hadn't had a Justice League show or us or a Superman show a cartoon in quite a while and I was excited when it was just the Justice League so we were in the in the thick of the the DC extended universe the Justice League movie was coming and I remember it was probably early early 2016 or there was a, a leaked a leaked picture of a Warner Brothers or a Cartoon Network office and it showed a poster on the wall of a new Justice League cartoon and that got me pretty excited. I was really curious. and But then it felt like it was months before we actually got it got revealed as being Justice League action. And it was going to be geared much more towards a younger audience than maybe, well, not maybe, maybe not much more, but geared more towards a younger audience than the uh, Justice League show that, uh, that was, and Justice League Un- Unlimited that was on in the the later part of the mid and later portions of the 2000s 
and and it felt like it was forever until the show was actually announced proper. But when it was announced, I got pretty excited because in the announcement for the TV show, it specifically, of course, of course, it's going to mention Superman. Superman is a uh, cornerstone of the DC universe. And so anything media related, it was no shocker that Superman was going to play a big part of the TV show. But the press release specifically mentioned Booster Gold. So I was pretty excited that Booster Gold got a call out as being one of the heroes that was going to be featured on the Justice League action. And actually, let's talk about the name for a second. So Justice League action. Obviously, the acronym is JLA, which we're all used, we all know and love. But it wasn't the A was for action, not America, and so that was a little weird. But it it, it fits, and and it and it flows, and I was excited when Booster was mentioned. Then, I don't know how many months later it was, or maybe it was maybe it was a not too much later month or two later or when the opening the tv show opening was revealed the opening credits which was the music that opened up the show is the opening credit music and it's about a 20 20 minute or 20 second animation and the typical typical tv show animation showing the characters and the heroes that are going to be on the show and even though he was mentioned in the press release as being one of the featured not featured but at least a hero he was Booster Gold was nowhere to be found in the opening credits, and I was a little bit crestfallen. Like what? Because there's definitely characters that they show in the opening credits that didn't get called out in the press release, but Booster wasn't in the opening credits. So I was like, okay, well, a little bit wind taken out of, out of, out of the sails a little bit, and then the show premiered. It actually premiered December of 2016, and it ran. It was a fairly short run, relatively speaking. It only ran until, um, in, in the United States, it ran to June 2018, so about a year and a half. But episodes um, in other parts of the world, the final episodes were actually released in December of 2017. So new episodes were really only out for a year unless you were watching them on um, live on Cartoon Network. But even then it was weird because we have Hulu we have Hulu, and that's how we watch our TV and we have Hulu live. So it, it, it will record, but it also will show streaming things that aren't recorded, just part of the part of their digital library. And there was episodes that were available. You could watch them, but they hadn't actually aired on the t- on the live TV proper. But there was definitely episodes towards the end that were up be- long, like months before um, the the actual like uh, on TV presentation. So it was really weird. So the actual um, the actual duration of the the actual duration of the show. It was it premiered in December 2016, and the final episodes were December 2017. Or if you were watching them on Cartoon Network proper, not recorded or anything, or not, it was um, June of 2018. So even still, that's only a year and a half for the whole life of this show. And the show got 
52 episodes, so not a ton. And they have on the DC uh, Kids YouTube channel, they released a bunch of 20 or so shorts, three to two to two to four minute. Actually, I don't think there's any four minute, but like two to three minute shorts. And so that's that's it for the show. You get about 52 episodes and of the show proper and of and 20 or so shorts. And let's talk about the length of the episodes. The episodes, it was announced that the show was going to be in a half an hour was going it was going to be one of those shows where they split it in half where you get two parts. And so unlike the Justice League show the from the Timbers it was only, it was going to be much it was going to be the shorter duration where you get two episodes in a half an hour which I really associate with gearing towards the younger audience because that's the type of things from my youth you um garfield and friends things things like that where the attention spans of who's watching is not very long so they break it up and i was a little bummed about that too but spoiler i actually really like this show but with the caveat that mostly it's the superman and booster gold episodes that i'm um, speaking about when i say i really like the show but i do really like this show and I actually really like the duration, the um, the 11 minutes. Each episode is about 11 minutes, and I think it works really well, contrary to what I initially thought, because, yes, the episodes, the storylines, they're, they're not – they're one-and-dones almost exclusively, except for the, uh, the opening was four parts. The first four episodes, so about 40 minutes or so – make up one story but then the rest are pretty much one and done but i think it works really well and it moves gets quick and snappy and i actually think it works really well and so i didn't realize i was going to be such an advocate for this tv show until i was brainstorming oh what do i want to record on the next for the next blue and gold and it and i wanted to do something non-comic book related and so i was thinking about movies or tv shows to cover and I like synergy uh, between, and so, you know, I, I've had the episode on Convergence where I covered some Superman content and Booster Gold content from Convergence and other synerg- synergistic episodes. So I like when the overarching concept applies to both Superman and Booster Gold. And so it hit me that Booster's had a, not a ton, but enough animation that I thought, Oh, I could talk about something animated related. Either um, Booster had a episode, a really good episode, and then Justice League TV show, which I'll cover at some points. But I thought, oh, nobody's. I haven't heard any podcast really listening to the or um, talking about Justice League action. This show seems to have just been forgotten about, which is understandable. It doesn't stay. It's not going to stay in the public consciousness very long when it's not on the TV. It's not. It's not on TV anymore. Uh, I was had a really short shelf life I, I don't know I've, I've heard things that uh cartoons are only as good as the merchandise that they sell and so i don't know if this wasn't selling that much merchandise but we did get a booster gold action figure from from the uh based on his likeness from this cartoon and so i think that's pretty cool i actually don't have that action figure and as i was re-watching some episodes to record tonight 
for or to for the recording tonight. I I thought oh I should go and try to eBay try to eBay that action figure and get it because there's not a ton unlike Superman where there's just so much that I barely have any um, toys or anything because I'm not a toy guy I'm not a statue guy, but for Booster Gold I could it actually would not be that hard to get all of the merchandise associated with booster with booster gold as long as you can find it and it's on ebay because but there's but the number of items is way smaller than than superman so the booster gold action figure based on this on justice league actions pretty cool um so the what else i want to talk about before i get into individual episodes of the show so uh, Diedrich Bader is the voice of Booster Gold. We all know him as uh, Drew Carey's friend on the Drew Carey show. I, I just, my wife and I were just uh, watching Office Space the other night. He's got the funny role as the next door neighbor in Office Space. He had the voice of Batman in Batman Brave and the Bold. So, but his he does Booster Gold really well. I think the voice works off. He does an awesome job at booster gold and the the um the suit is a is a version two or version two is a is a volume two basic it's really based on the volume two booster gold instead of uh the volume one that was more of the justice league unlimited was based more on the volume one with the collar this version doesn't have the collar and it's really based on version two so i'm actually going to play a clip of diedrich bader as booster gold just pulled that up real quick on youtube it also in the clip is also batman and shout out to kevin conroy he is the ultimate animated batman no doubt about it so it's awesome that he came back for justice league action as batman because when you think about animated batman sure in the dc animated uh movies there's other voices and things but you think about uh, Kevin Conroy. He has that voice locked down in our collective consciousness. But check out Diedrich Bader as Booster. He's pretty funny. Where are we? Somewhere safe. A headquarters. A citadel overlooking both time and space. I calls it the Booster Cave. The Hall of Booster. Boost Tower. The Boostier Hizza. The Secret Boost Sanctuary. All right, fine. It's called Vanishing Point. So that was Booster, and from an episode, Time Out, which I'm actually going to be covering in a little while, but I think Dietrich Bader is awesome as Batman, or as Batman, as as Booster, surprisingly so, because when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, he played Batman, so it's weird that he's going to be Booster, but he does a really excellent job. When the show first premiered, as as, as I mentioned, the... The we didn't get Booster in the opening credit reveal, and so the he makes a cameo. Well, it's it's a little bit more of a than cameo, but he has a sort of a guest appearance in the third episode of the show, and then we don't see him for quite a while, and but then towards the end of the the middle to the end of the show's run, we got quite a few Booster Booster episodes enough that I'm gonna have two episodes of this show they're not back to back the next episode of blue and gold is probably not going to be covering justice league action but there's enough 
booster episodes and definitely not Superman episodes where I'm going to have a second show down the road covering even more episodes. So before I get into, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, Superman. So Superman was voiced by Jason J. Lewis, which I don't really know him beyond this Justice League action. If you look at his Wikipedia and IMDb, it's it's mostly Justice League action that he's notable for. What is interesting is, I'll never forget it, uh, I listened to the radio KAL, now it's WGBS Live uh, podcast slash YouTube show now that is put out weekly by the Superman homepage, and they sort of don't do interviews all that often anymore but for a while they were they would get a bunch of they would uh do interviews semi-regularly and they had a episode of the show back back when uh just the action was going that with jason j lewis and i forget what it was now but jason j lewis said something revealing something and warner brothers or dc cartoon network somebody higher up got wind of this and they made uh superman homepage remove that podcast from the feed and i listened to it prior to it getting getting taken down but i can't remember i would have liked to have re-listened to that episode in preparation for this episode but i couldn't um can't now the episode was taken down but that's that's just a little footnote in history that's funny looking back on it now given such a short shelf life who cares what what could have Jason J. Lewis have said on the show that could have given anything away for this show that was going to get canceled not too long any after it aired anyways? Um, so Superman's uh, look in this show is pretty standard for Superman. It looks, it has very, it has, a, the whole show sort of still has a Bruce Timverse twinge to it, but it's a, it's not exactly the Bruce Timverse, but it has, it has, it's Bruce Tim-like. Um, and so, but Superman does not have the red underwear, uh, on the outside of the suit, which I know it's not my personal reading. I agree with Dan Jurgens, who has said multiple times on Twitter and in interviews and other places that he never viewed it as underwear, uh, separate from the, from the, from the, uh, the leg part or the torso that it was all just one sewn piece and the colors were just different on you know um on the on the underwear where the underwear it looks like it's underwear but it's one solid piece not a separate pair of briefs pulled up and i agree with that that's my personal take on it but i'm still going to refer to them as underwear even though i know that in in my own head they're not underwear that get pulled on separately but in Justice League action, he does not have the red underwear, and he has a uh, he still has a yellow belt, but he has a red the buckle on the belt is red, but it looks pretty good. I it's it's a little bit different, but y- you don't even really notice or miss the the red underwear. At least I don't. I got used to the look. I like that in the comics he's back to having the red underwear, and, and that's more common now. Even though I've dropped the comics, Bendis. I th- I've mentioned in a previous episode. I just had enough of Bendis. But the the he his look is good in this show. Jason J. Lewis, I think, does a pretty good, uh, not pretty good, a really good job of Superman. He's sounds very, um, very Tim Daly ish, just like all the people say that all the Superman, the actors who have played Superman, all kind of look similar because they all have features that are that are uh, 
characteristics of Superman: strong jaw, strong jaw, and and X, Y, and Z in terms of their look. And so, of course, the Superman actors all have a sort sort of a certain look to them that they all look similar because they have certain features which are characteristics of Superman. The Superman, the voice actors who have done Superman, I feel like they kind of stick within the same range. A lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time. And so Jason J. Lewis is no exception. I feel like he he fits right in with that Tim Daly, George Newbern. I don't like his voice as much as Tim Daly, but it's I think his voice for Superman is better than George Newbern from Justice League. So let's, as I think I already mentioned, this was sort of a semi-tie-in. It wasn't really marketed this way, but just the timing of Justice League, the movie, came out and... Uh, in late 2017 and so that's when this this show was kind of going around the same time and so it was made sense if you're gonna have a justice league movie you have a justice league tv show um so i think that's all the thoughts that i want to get out before we get into the episodes themselves so let me dive into the episodes. And so I watched about four episodes focusing on Booster Gold and uh, four episodes focusing on Superman, although there was some crossover episodes, which was kind of nice. I say crossover because they involved both Booster Gold and Superman. I'll get to those. And then I also um, am g- I'm going to cover some of the shorts. The shorts are really easy to find. You can uh, Google, just uh, go to YouTube, and the shorts are all on they were on, they were, that's, that was their original home anyways, was on YouTube and they're still up. So you can go, you can go check them out. Justice, the actual episodes of the show, I actually don't know if they released a Blu-ray of the show or a DVD. So I, I paused the recording there. Should be seamless for you though, but I paused the recording to look on Amazon and there's some, there's a couple of DVDs of like, of best ofs or um, compilations but nothing comprehensive in terms of the entire series, which I don't know why they don't. But you can buy them on Amazon for 99 cents an episode. But if you know where to look, you can find these episodes. If You, you can find them. So let's dive into the actual episodes themselves. The first episode I want to cover is the first appearance, the first episode of the first appearance of Booster Gold, which is in the episode Night of the Bat which is part of Shazam Slam Part 3, which is the... I, I mentioned earlier that the first four episodes of the TV show do are one long storyline, and so Booster actually shows up in Episode 3. And for all of the episodes I'm going to cover, I'm going to uh, thank you, Wikipedia. I'm going to read the synopsis from Wikipedia before going into my thoughts. So Night of the Bat, Shazam Slam Part 3. Working with Green Arrow, Batman chases after the, the djinn... Uthul. When Uthul suddenly disappears, it turns out that Uthul has possessed Batman where he defeats Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Booster Gold in his plot to have the Hall of Justice the Hall of Justice core temperature break the Earth's mantle. Upon Uthul transforming Batman into a Bat monster, Superman ends up fighting Uthul in order to get him out of Batman. So that was the plot synopsis from Wikipedia. And it was a really good episode. Batman, as the synopsis says, Batman uh, gets possessed by this uh, evil genie, the the djinn. And Booster Gold, where Booster Gold comes in, I should say off the bat that Booster Gold in this TV show is treated as 
pretty much comic relief and it works really well and that's true of almost all of his, his appearances is comic relief and the bumbling goofball but it works I could see people thinking, why do you like Booster Gold so much when you see him? Because he is portrayed as the joke, but the joke works. And there's definitely something to the Booster Gold character in general. I, I, I don't mean just in this TV show, just in general. The uh, And especially in Volume 2, the greatest hero the world has never known, that whole aspect. But in so in this episode, Batman has come back after being possessed and he's come back to the Hall of Justice and there's Booster and he wants to uh, apparently he spars he he spars with uh Batman every now and then just to do some training and he wants to spar with Batman and the possessed Batman's not really having it and the, so there was just some some funny bits in a uh in a boxing ring and there's one scene where Booster tries to figure out, like, something was different about Batman. And so he sort of pulls up a screen um, and is trying to, and replaying video of himself fighting Batman from the past times of sparring. And it's funny, it's always uh, Batman, like, Booster, once he in, initiates sparring with Batman, and Batman takes him out in one punch five or six times. Pretty funny. I wonder if it's a play of a specific callback to the one punch from Justice League International, but that wasn't Booster. That was Batman punching Guy Gardner. So, but just one punch is associated so much with the Justice League International that I have to imagine that it's a callback. And if not, it's still a funny bit either way. It, uh, so this episode, it's a good episode in general. It's not. It isn't the biggest Booster episode. He's he's definitely more of a small small player. It's the focus is Batman being possessed and actually Superman trying to and Wonder Woman primarily trying to get the uh, possessed Jin out of Batman. And they, of course they do at the end, and the Hall of Justice gets destroyed, which leads to them having a watchtower sort of on top of a mountain, and it's kind of a cool it's it's uh the displayed really prominently in the opening credits their new watchtower but this is a good episode the booster gold is really funny and right off the bat i knew Dietrich mater's voice or Dietrich mater works for the voice really well so that was night of the bat shazam slam part three so the next episode is time out and that's actually the clip of Diedrich Bader as Booster Gold. That the, the clip that I played earlier was from this episode, Night Out, or um, Time Out. And so let me play the, or, sorry, I am stumbling over my words all, all over the place. So, Time Out. After Wonder Woman freezes in time following a fight with the Hive, Batman teams up with Booster Gold, when a creature called the Chronovore starts literally eating up time. So in my notes, I have awesome episode, exclamation point, exclamation point. This episode is incredible. It's boost. This is a booster episode, not a feature or not a, not a cameo or a bit part. This is a booster centric episode and it's awesome. And it starts off with, um, in the first minute, Batman being brutal with boosters, telling him how horrible of a hero he is. And throughout the whole episode, Batman slowly realizes that Booster has is 
much more than he thought. And he's protecting the time stream, just like he does in, in volume two of the comics. And Batman learns this and he realizes there's much more to Booster. And he goes to, he takes Batman to Vanishing Point outside of time. And they have to fight these these uh, time chrono, these, these, chronal, these chronal monsters. And it's a really cool episode. I think this is one of the best Booster things outside of the comic books that there is. Uh, de- definitely one of the best depictions right up there with the Justice League episode from the original Justice League cartoon. It shows just this episode shows just how awesome Booster is. It really highlights the greatest hero the world will will ever know. Batman was harsh on Booster, but that's the point of this episode. And throughout the whole, the episode, Batman has a realization by the end of the episode just how of a just how much of a hero Booster actually is, but then Batman uh, through because of uh, the time things that were going on at the end of the episode, Batman is back to not remembering Booster, and but we the audience get to really see how much of a hero Booster is, even if Batman doesn't remember it. What's interesting is Booster actually takes takes his goggles off at one point, but keeps his his head part of his costume on. So that looks kind of weird. That was an interesting look, is, is seeing Booster without his goggles in animation. Uh, but with, with it wasn't just uh, Michael's head. It was actually in the costume, but minus the goggles. So that looks kind of weird. That's, that was a standout. Another thing is we get uh, Skeets in this episode. When they're at Vanishing Point, Skeets takes a picture of Batman and, and Booster. Skeets doesn't have any uh, uh, voice. He's not voiced in this. But we get a Skeets, so that's pretty cool. So that was that was Time Out. Definitely recommend. I mean, I recommend all these episodes that I'm going to be talking about, but this one is top-notch and a great booster episode. So then we have Phased and Confused. An explosion near the sun opens a temporary rift into the Phantom Zone, allowing General Zod to escape as he plans to free Feora and Quexel. When members of the Justice League are affected by a fragment of Krypton, which which didn't turn into Kryptonite, and become Phantom-like, their only hope for freedom is is to somehow get a message to Booster Gold to help them get out of the Phantom Zone state before they end up in the Phantom Zone forever, as well as stopping General Zod before he frees Feora and Quixel. So what's interesting about the Wikipedia synopses, some are longer and more detailed than others, but this is a really great episode also. Another another crossover episode with Superman and Booster Gold, and so we, so we get General Zod and the Phantom Zone villains as the primary antagonists in this episode, but they're sort of secondary because the primary function of this episode is is the uh batman wonder woman and superman all get the uh, phantom zone projector used on them and so they're phantoms they're not actually in the phantom zone but they're phantoms and they're trying to get booster gold's attention boosters at he's on watch at the watchtower and they're trying to get his attention but he can't see them they're phantoms and so they're trying different things batman writes on uses steam and writes on a uh, writes on a mirror and they use jaw, not not jaw breakers, but they use jaw destroyers to 
knock they they use enough they have enough power that they're able to knock over a a bowl of these jaw destroyers and so it's funny watching them try to leave a uh, trail of jawbreakers to lead them where they want booster to go and boosters just eating the jaw destroyers it's pretty funny uh and it there's a bit when he he's into these jaw destroyers and he drops a bunch on the floor and he's like five second rule 10 second rule 15 second rule and he's and Diedrich Bader Diedrich Bader's mouth was full of whatever while he was recording and so he's got this stuffed mouth talking while he's trying to find this trail of trail of jawbreakers uh it's it's pretty it's really funny and then of course they Zod shows up and a little battle and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are are made corporeal again and it's a really it's a really good episode it's it's funny. It's got Zod, Booster Gold, Superman. What 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 more could you want? So I this is another one. I don't I still think Time Out is probably the my favorite episode that I'm gonna be talking about tonight. But Phase and Confuses was a, a good episode. Then we have System Error. When Batman discovers he and the rest of the Justice League are robots while fighting villains that don't normally team up, he Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Booster Gold investigate to find out who did this and why. They find their answers to be part of a research to, to be part of research done by Darkseid, where the robot Justice League members can't attack him or the Parademons. This is another. This episode was decent. It was kind of unsettling to realize that the Justice League members in this episode were all robots, and so at one point in the episode, you see them take their faces off, and of course. The gag with Booster Gold is he, he doesn't think he's a robot. And then Wonder Woman uh, taps his face and his, his face falls off, revealing that he's a robot just like everyone else. The interesting thing about this episode is that they're all sort of in a simulation, dark side simulation to to figure out why. The simulation where dark side is trying to simulate how to best beat the Justice League, essentially. But the characters we're following through the whole episode aren't actually the actual heroes. It's these simulations that Darkseid's created, but they still act just like the heroes that we know. But at the end, it looks like the they they they, they defeated and they won. And then it looks like the the simulation is going to fold in on on itself and end. But you realize as you're watching the episode that that means they're going to be gone too. And as it's happening, I think, oh, this is good. This is a pretty dark ending. Our protagonists that we're watching are going to be gone at the end of this episode, erased. But then they're saved, and they're actually brought to the real to the real world. And I believe it's Batman or Wonder Woman says that there was there's plenty of other worlds where these robots could patrol. I don't know if they ever come back in any future episode, but so that means there's doppelgangers. There's robot doppelgangers of Wonder Woman, Superman, Booster Gold, Cyborg, and Batman somewhere but i i I thought it would have been a bold choice to end the episode with with these simulated protagonists being being destroyed as the computer simulation shuts shuts down essentially but they didn't go that way and probably probably for the best given the audience that were given the audience age that's the primary the primary target age but that was so that was system error I think it's it, it's it's definitely worth any episode with Booster Gold is worth watching, but 
I, I don't think the my, this episode stands out and stands up to the other to some of the others, but this one's still pretty good. The next episode is another crossover episode. It's a Superman heavy episode, and I watched it because it had I watched it specifically because it had Booster Gold in it. But upon watching it, I realized this is actually more of a Superman episode than a Booster Gold episode. So let me read the synopsis of Keeping Up with the Kryptonians. Mr. So I'm going to do something. I'm gonna, So actually, before I read the synopsis, I'm going to say how I... Mr. Uh, Mixpatok, of course, in every incarnation for a, a couple of decades now, it's... It's Mix Yez Pitalik, but I've never been a fan of Mix Yez Pitalik in terms of the pronunciation of Mixy. I could just call him Mixy on this show to to streamline and make it easier. But my first encounter with pronunciation of of Mixy's name was on a record, a Power Record compilation that my gram that my grandma gave me. It's got three of the Power Record stories on it. And one of them has Mixie. And on that power record, they pronounced it Mixpitolk. So whenever I read the comic and I read the name, I read it as Mixpitolk. Now, of course, whenever I watch a cartoon and they they pronounce it Mixyezpitolik. And that's the I I have to concede that's the correct that's the correct pronunciation. But in my head, I I actually don't like the term headcanon that much because I feel like it gets appropriated in ways that I'm not comfortable with. Um, people, if you might not, you don't like, you know, f- for instance, there's, you could, you might not like the way that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker or, or The Last Jedi went. And so you say, well, in my head canon, this is what happens or, or this or, or X, Y, and Z. But the, the the narrative the actual product says otherwise but you are choosing to ignore it because it doesn't fit in with your head canon so i don't really like head canon that much because maybe i'll go into it more in a future episode or go on a rant but needless to say i'm just not a fan of that term and what that term represents i get it and i and I and I have contradictions in my own thinking because I definitely have some things I guess that fall into headcanon, but uh, Mix Mixie's name is one of them because it's forever going to be ingrained in my head as Mixpatolk because of that power record, and that's a it's a it's I forget the name I forget this the story right now with uh, Mixie in it, but it's got three of them and it's got the the other story is is um the super criminal from Krypton I believe is the name where. I think where you get um, uh, Candor uh, escaped, you you get a uh, hero from Candor who escapes and challenges Superman, and that's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool record, and I've since in the last uh, for a dec- for a long time I didn't have a way to play the record, but I've since got a record player, and so I can play it now, and so it's pretty cool. But so getting back to keeping up the with, with the Kryptonians. In the synopsis, Mr. Mixpatolk, or Mixiezpitolik, alters history so that Supergirl and Superman are respectively a dirty actress and a Kaznian enforcer that never met. 
Now with the rest of the league non-existent, the only one left to save the day is Booster Gold. Now that synopsis is a little misleading. It makes you think, and this is why I watched the episode back when it aired, but I I, I had forgotten about it. And so the synopsis makes you think, oh, Booster plays a bigger role, but he doesn't really. He shows up about middle of the episode, which remember, middle of the episode means about five minutes in, but he shows up after being outside the time stream and he he does help save the day but this is a really good episode and it's superman and supergirl focused actually and they draw supergirl much more revealing and because as the name implies keeping up with the with the kryptonians it's kind of a parody of at least from the supergirl aspect of the of the uh episode of keeping up with the kardashians now i've never seen an episode of keeping up with the kardashians but I know what the show is, and I'm aware of the show, and I understand that it follows this family, the Kardashians, and the Kenners, I believe, the other side, the the step side. And Supergirl is portrayed as being a reality TV star in the vein of in the vein of the Kardashians. And it's actually pretty humorous. And it's got sort of a opening entertainment tonight slash TMZ sort of opening. And it's an enjoyable episode, and Superman is a, it really is, especially since the animated movie came out, it's really reminiscent of Superman Red Sun, but Superman is a Kaznian uh, hero in this, and Supergirl and Superman fight, Booster helps resolve what's going on. It's it's pretty good, but as I mentioned, it's, it's not a Booster episode, Booster has more of a cameo, and it's awesome. I love Gilbert Gottfried as Mixie. And so Gilbert Gottfried, that's one of the things this TV show understood when the voices really worked for certain characters. And they got those characters back. Kevin Conroy as Superman, Mark Hamill as the Joker. I'm not, I'm not going to be reviewing any episodes with the Joker, but Mark Hamill's back as the Joker in this show. You get Gilbert Gottfried as Mixie. Unfortunately, I forget his name, but the actor who plays Cyborg in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go is back as Cyborg, which I didn't appreciate as much when the show was airing. But since then, in the time since, in the last like three or four months, my children have gotten into Teen Titans Go. So now I've seen a lot of Teen Titans Go recently, especially since we've been in quarantine with the uh, coronavirus, not quarantine, but the stay at home order seen a lot more Teen Titans go and the Teen Titans movie is hilarious there's a Superman segment in that sh- in that uh which is so funny when they go back to Krypton I might talk about that at some future point but the cyborg the actor who plays cyborg is back playing cyborg in this show so they know when they get the voices right and they got Gilbert Gottfried back as Mixie and it's great it's great and there's a funny bit when he does a Twilight Zone uh, parody. I, I believe it was called the Mixie Zone, and the voice was doing a very subdued, reminiscent of the Twilight Zone opening. And I don't know if Gilbert Gottfried had to work at having his voice, but it sounded much more normal. You, it didn't have that, you know, the the grating Gottfriedness of his normal of his regular voice that we're all that we all know and love. But it was still. I knew it was, it wasn't a different actor. It was still Gilbert Gottfried, but it sounded it sounded very normal. There is a fifth dimension beyond what is known to you backwards, Hicks. It's a world between day and night, between light and you call that light? 
nestled between the truth and what I think is generally more fun. It's an area which we call the Mixy Zone. So that was Keeping Up with the Kryptonians. Pretty good episode. But as I said, not a booster episode, but it is a Superman episode, so it fits for this fits for this show. So the next I want to cover the shorts, the Superman or the uh, the Booster Gold Justice League action shorts. The first one is not actually doesn't is not a Booster Gold one at all. But again, I was trying to remind myself which episodes were going to fit best with with the um were fit fit best with the theme of the show so obviously the booster gold and superman uh centric episodes and shorts and so i was skimming the wikipedia synopses and i saw booster gold in the shorts for this one and so i watched it and it's called beep beep and let me read the synopsis upon luring superman and flash to a, des- a desert planetoid Lobo uses every trick in the book to catch Flash after trapping Superman in a in a kryptonite cage. He tries using Booster Gold's hair grease to create friction to force Flash to swerve into some cacti. Cloaks a rock, which Flash defeats using his intangibility, and tricks Flash with a burger. But Flash is just too fast, and Flash drops the burger rock right on top of Lobo, defeating him. So again, that's one of the more detailed synopses because it's longer. It's basically covers the entire two minute short versus it's it's longer than some of the uh synopses for the full 11 minute episodes but this is a pretty funny episode it is a pastiche of coyote and roadrunner classic looney tunes cartoons with the flash playing roadrunner and lobo being wily coyote stand-ins for this episode and at the end of the episode if if you didn't get the bit already the flash goes beep beep right at the end of the episode, so you get it. But it was clear before that, just the style and the the callbacks to Roadrunner and classic Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote cartoons. But the only if you notice in that synopsis, the only and and this is what happens when you just skim. You're trying to find episodes to do for the show when you just skim and for the words Booster Gold, because all that the only Booster Gold in this, in this short, which again you can find on YouTube if you look for beep beep. It's just Lobo using Booster Gold. He's he's shilling some some hair grease, uh, some hair product, and he tries to use that to obviously slip up Flash, and it doesn't work. But that's the only Booster Gold appearance in the episode. But it is, it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you like Looney Tunes cartoons, because you it's a it's a great it's a great pastiche of 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 those of, of those Wiley Coyote and, and Roadrunner cartoons. Next is Lasso of Lies. So the Lasso of Lies short. Deadshot targets Wonder Woman and she tries to get answers out of Dark Deadshot on who hired him to take out Wonder Woman. When she tries to use her Lasso of Truth, she finds that Plastic Man is posing as it and that Booster Gold has borrowed it to help in his deal involving his booster car. This episode, this is really funny. Booster's confessions on the under the lasso are worth watching for. I'm busy here, Booster. Tell me what you're up to. 
I stole the lasso of truth and made Plastic Man take its place while I used it to make sure I'm getting a good deal on my new booster car because I accidentally parked the last one in the junkyard and now I can't find it because I'm terrible at caring for the things I love and one time in second grade I ate a whole glob of paste when no one was looking and my time suit hasn't worked for a few months but I haven't told anybody and I just keep pretending I'm traveling in time but really I'm just traveling to ice cream shops eating ice cream sundaes and wishing it was paste. So that's a little clip of um, the humor you get from Lasso of Lies. A pretty funny short. You get Plastic Man posing as Wonder Woman's lasso and... That confession by Booster makes the whole episode worth it. Really funny. Definitely worth checking out. So next is Selfie Help. So the Justice League action short, Selfie Help. Space Cabby is willing to pay off his fare for some superhero selfies, but Batman hates having his picture taken after Space Cabby has finished picking him up from New Genesis. During this time, Booster Gold photobombs Space Cabby's selfies in order to, to promote his golden fizz drink leading up to a space leading up to space cabbie ending up in a holographic training simulator where wonder woman fights some parademons eh, this this episode was only okay it was a little funny the little the little gag with uh booster booster shilling his products in the selfies but this one wasn't great I'm not I'm not a space cabby fan. Not my experience of space cabby and apparently he was in the comics and he's an actual DC character, but my experience is limited only to this TV show. I never even heard of this character before. I don't know where he's portrayed. I'm sure he's I'm sure somebody out there is thinking, "What? He's awesome. I love him." But I never have I've never heard of this character before. So I'm not really into space cabby, but I mean, Booster Gold's in this, so it's worth a watch. It's only it's only a couple minutes, but it's it's definitely a weaker a, a weaker short. So I want to move on to some of the Superman centric episodes that I watched. And again, Jason J. Lewis does a great job of portraying Superman. So the first episode that I wanted to talk about is Under a Red Sun. After a brief team-up with Batman and Big Barda in their battle against the parody, and Superman is transported to a planet orbiting a red sun by Steppenwolf. This is part of Steppenwolf's plan to kill Superman and become a legend. Now with his powers slowly depleting, Superman must defeat Steppenwolf and get back to Earth. As this is happening, Batman and Big Barda head to Darkseid's fortress on Apocalypse in order to find information on where Superman was transported to. Now this is one of the episodes... Under a Red Sun that I remembered really thinking was great back when it aired. It was a, one of the first Superman-centric episodes of the show that I saw, and but upon upon rewatching it, I'm like this isn't quite as good as I remember it being from a couple of years ago. Still pretty good, still a Superman-centric episode. Ah, good. I was wondering how I was going to get home. Wait, you defeated Steppenwolf without powers? And I <sighs> broke my leg. Hurts, doesn't it? It really does. So that was the clip from this episode where Superman, through defeating Steppenwolf, had broken his leg. I just wanted to, to show how Jason J. Lewis's uh, voice, how he sounds as Superman, and I think he does a great. I think he does a great job. You you you'd think that they would have with the Justice League movie coming out. And this episode having Steppenwolf in it, that you'd think there'd be some sort of synergy between the visual look of Steppenwolf. Nope, not at all. This is a more comics. This is sort of 
from what I've seen of Steppenwolf in the comics, which, to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of Steppenwolf in the comics, but this is, I, I feel like I remember this depiction from this episode, or the, the way that he's depicted here, more from the comics. But I, I actually, I could be wrong there, but either way, there's no synergy between Steppenwolf from the movie and, and the Steppenwolf here. The thing that sort of bogs this episode down for me personally is there's a decent chunk in the middle of this episode with Superman or with Batman and Big Barda sort of trying to help Superman and figure out what's going on and where he went. But this is a, a Superman-centric episode, but it, it really does have a decent, for an 11-minute episode, you get three or four minutes in the middle that are Batman and Big Barda-focused. But it's, an, it's a good Superman-centric episode overall. Next is Luthor in Paradise. With help from the seductive witch Circe, Lex Luthor invades the Amazon island of Themyscira to obtain a magical staff from, from Hippolyta that leads to the Fallen Realm. Their goal upon arriving in the Fallen Realm is to obtain the Oculus of the Argo, an artifact of the Olympian gods that would give anyone that wields it the powers of Zeus, which had been entrusted to Hippolyta by Hera. With help from Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman must find a way to stop those villains before they obtain the Oculus of Argos. Pretty good. So this episode was a decent episode. Pretty good. James Woods does a great Lex Luthor, and he's featured in a number of episodes. And I think he makes a great Lex. Wonder Woman! What an honor! Luckily, I dressed for the occasion. Your battlesuit may be invulnerable. You aren't! This is much more of a Wonder Woman episode, though, even though it's called Luthor in Paradise, and you'd think that it would be very Superman-heavy. Uh, it's not, actually. It has Lex Luthor as the main villain, uh, teaming up with Wonder Woman's villain, uh, Cersei. Cersei. I have a hard time knowing. I hear that name pronounced multiple t ways, and it's hard to pronounce. Like I can't even settle on a pronunciation in my head, but he's teams up with, with uh, Wonder Woman's... Um, Wonder Woman's uh, nemesis, Circe, Circe, however you want to pronounce it. And Batman and Superman are in the episode, and but it's it's really more of a Wonder Woman episode. It's centered on Themyscira, and it's mainly about her world, her gods, artifacts from Greek mythology. And But there is some funny bits about the... Uh, Amazonians not liking men or not trusting the men and obviously Batman and Superman are men and, and uh, so there's some funny bits definitely worth a watch but not not Superman heavy at all even though he's one of the three main heroes in, in the episode it's really a Wonder Woman episode for the most part so the next episode is Boo-Ray for Bizarro when Amazo attacks Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter, where he begins to replicate their powers one by one, the klutzy Superman lookalike Bizarro becomes the Justice League's last hope to turn things around. So this episode was interesting. Um, it had Bizarro. Bizarro in this episode has, or in this show in general, has actually, going back to the conversation earlier about the red underwear on the outside, Bizarro has the full red underwear 
or it's you know it's the dark maroon color that they sort of draw Bizarro with. But it's interesting that they would give that. You'd think that they would just mirror exactly Superman's costume with the Bizarro uh, backwards S and things, but they don't. He Bizarro actually has the the red underwear, and it works for him. And so it would have worked for for Superman, even though I said earlier that I don't mind and I don't think Superman's costume is bad in this show. I think uh, Bizarro looks pretty good. Um, I like the breezy. I'm I'm not sure if this was the first time Bizarro was on the show, although I think it might have been. And I like the breezy way of explaining Bizarro's origin via via the Flash's dialogue. We don't need an episode about Biz. I mean, it probably would be a good episode, but we don't need an episode about bizarro's creation and that's not what this show does in this show characters are already established as who they are the villains are established the heroes are established so we get a couple of lines of dialogue from flash maybe even just one line explaining bizarro's um origin and it works i think it works i really actually liked tom lennon as amazo you might know tom lennon as he's was in reno 911 Funny fact, he actually wrote, co-wrote the first two Night at the Museum, but he has sort of a recognizable voice, and he's 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 in quite a few things, and I enjoyed hearing him as a Mazo. I have to say that even though, you know, Superman's rogues gallery isn't even as, as the roster's not as deep as we'd like it to be. And Bizarro's one of the big ones when it comes to his rogues gallery. But Bizarro's hit or miss with me. Sometimes I, re- I really like Bizarro stories. I really like the the 90s. Uh, I, I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on the storyline. But just after the death of Superman, there was a storyline with Bizarro. And that was, that was actually probably my first uh, encounter with, with Bizarro was that storyline. And I have a trade of, of it. And it's got... Uh, Dan Jurgens is still on Superman, and um, so it's during that classic Death of Superman uh, uh, triangle number of years. And I, I like Bizarro there, but a lot of times Bizarro, the baby speak and the backwards speak are both annoying to me when I read them. The backwards Bizarro, and sometimes writers can get too crazy where it's almost hard to understand the dialogue and everything is opposite. Everything is opposite, so you always have to do this backwards. Um, calculation in your head where every you have to think of the the antonym for every single word that Bizarro is saying, so you can actually figure out what Bizarro is trying to say and convey, and that's super annoying to me. So the way that Bizarro speaks is annoying, and and it's sort of in in, in this episode you get that. But what's funny is I can relate when um when a uh, uh, Mezo says, "Stop your stop your gibberish, creature." It just, it's uh, pretty funny the way that, because he, um, Amazo, the villain of the episode, really conveyed what I, what I think is the Bizarro speak is annoying, and it really is gibberish half the time, uh, and so it was just funny that it was actually verbalized by the character in the show, and it's interesting here, and sometimes this is, it's not the first time that it's been treated this way, but it's 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 interesting that Bizarro is treated as a bumble a bumbling want to be hero. In this episode, instead of a instead of a bona fide threat, and he actually saves the day, and Batman actually asks him to be part of the Justice League. Now it's part of a, a scheme by Batman to actually 
to because if he knows if he tells Bizarro to stay, that Bizarro will go. So he tells Bizarro to stay and be part of the Justice League, and so Bizarro decides to go and not be part of the Justice League essentially. But not a bad, not a bad episode. Uh, it's got a Superman villain in it, a uh, Superman primary villain in in Bizarro. But in this episode, he's actually not a. Uh, uh, rogue for for Superman in this episode. He's as I said, he's more of a a bumbling want to be hero. But it was it's it's an enjoyable episode. Next we come to Superman Red versus Superman Blue. Now, if that name's familiar, because there's been multiple famous storylines from the uh, the Silver Age storyline where it first appeared. It's a gorgeous Kurt Swan drawn story. Um, and then we have the electric during the the electric Superman period in the nineties, we get the Superman blue, Superman red storyline from, from then. And that's actually my first introduction to the Superman red to Superman blue concept was during that electric period. It was only later, like much later that I even realized it was a callback to the silver age storyline. So let me read the synopsis. Upon stealing an invention from a uh, laboratory, Lex Luthor comes up with the means to separate each Justice Leaguer in two, the blue one being passive and good, the red one being aggressive and mean. He does this on Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, as the blue sides of them work with Green Arrow to stop Lex Luthor and their red counterparts from doing the same thing to all of Earth. Now this is a good episode, and they called it Superman Red versus Superman Blue, but it isn't just Superman who's split. Uh, multiple people of the, in, in, in the Justice League, as, I, as the synopsis mentioned, Wonder Woman and Batman are split also. I actually, it's a really good episode, and it's uh, Superman-centric, which is, a, which is a plus, and it's got Lex Luthor as the villain, plus anything, you know, when the, when the primary plot revolves around Superman, or his supporting characters, or his villains, that's always a, a plus for me. Um, but it wasn't just Superman, and it was other heroes that were split. And I thought it was an interesting choice, and it works for the story, but it was not what I was expecting. For the you, the the blue, the way that it's been portrayed, when I think of Superman in blue and Superman in red... What I think of is blue being more passive and red being more the blue being the more passive version and red being the more aggressive version, and that's true here. But it also takes on the added dimension of the blue being sort of your true self, and so the blue is good and the red versions being the aberrant self and then and then not really your true self, and so functionally for this episode what it does is it makes the blue the good versions and the red evil versions and that was an interesting take it, it made the heroes the villains even though lex luther is in this episode and he's responsible for what happens the split of the heroes it's actually the heroes themselves the red versions of the heroes that are who are actually the the antagonist of the episode and it made for an, an, an enjoyable episode and even lex luther at the end gets split and because the blue is the true self and the red is not, for the heroes, it makes the red the evil version. But for Lex Luthor, it's actually flipped where the red's the good version because the red is not your true self. And so it's it's interesting because Lex's true self is not to be good. So the blue 
is actually the not good and the red is and that was a interesting twist i didn't also didn't see coming so th- this is a good episode I, I i recommend superman red superman blue one of the one of the better ones so now i want to jump to the superman uh shorts the superman centric uh justice the action shorts that again these are on youtube first is good cop bat cop after Superman and Batman catch Deadshot, they use interrogation techniques to get Deadshot to, to tell them who called the hit on Batman as Wonder Woman and Firestorm watch. This was a really, really funny short. It's it's a classic take on the, or it's, it's a take on the classic trope of the good cop, bad cop. Although in this episode, Superman is trying to, he wants to be the bad cop. And Batman is the good cop. What? No, nothing. It's just... You always get to be the bad cop. I thought maybe this time I could be the bad cop. All right, Deadshot. We need a name, and we want it right now. Oh, uh, whoops. A little too hard. Sorry, Batman. I'll... uh, I mean, that's nothing compared to what I'm about to do to you, Deadshot, if I don't get what I want now. What? You'd better watch yourself with my partner here. Any little thing can set him off. (laughs) Superman? We talking about the same guy here. Why don't you step out, Batman? I want to have a little private talk with Deadshot here. Let's put a little light on the subject. Uh, oh, sorry. Too bright? I mean, I mean, uh, that's nothing compared to my heat vision, which would really do some serious damage. So, talk. So there's there's a little sample of 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 this episode. It's 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 funny. It really cracks me up. I thought it was uh one of the better one of the better ones that I watched. And it's just, it's just funny seeing it flipped and Superman trying to be rough and gruff with Deadshot, but it not going as well and coming into the room and slamming the door and busting the glass. It's really funny. This is a really good one. And it showcases a great little story in only the two minutes that it's allotted. It's, it's really good. So the last one for tonight for this episode is It's a Trap. Luring Superman to a warehouse by claiming that he kidnapped a young girl named Brie Gruyere, Lex Luthor is confident that he knows more about Superman. Superman knew it was a trap, as both those names are types of cheese. <laughs> this is uh, that, that that description makes the episode sound ridiculous as I read it out loud. But that episode that episode was pretty funny. At first, it was I thought it was only okay, but then you get to the I mean I say climax, but these these episodes are only you know two and a half minutes long. So, but when you get to the climax of the episode and it calls out the ridiculousness of comic book plans. How could you know I'd knock you into this floor of this specific building? Well, because I'm Lex Luthor. I know how you think, Superman. Oh, thine enemy. I even knew you'd get close enough to the mannequin for me to hit you with the kryptonite gas. Studying every detail about you made it simple to manipulate you here. So just calling out that trope and and sort of making fun of it worked for me, and it 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 cracked me up. Now, as I said, the first half of the episode, which is not much, a minute or so, was just this typical Superman Lex Luthor battle armor Lex Luthor in the battle armor fight, which I didn't mention earlier. If you're not familiar with the show and you've listened to this far in this ep- in this episode, go ch- check out the show. However, you can. Um, but the Lex Luthor is not the uh, businessman Lex Luthor. This is Power Suit Lex in this in this show, and he's got kind of a cool suit. It's not quite the classic. It's 
it's not quite the classic look. It fits Lex Luthor, but it's 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 uh, not quite the classic purple and green. Well, not um, it's it's um ex- explicitly not that, but it's it the it's usually depicted as sort of a gold a gold armored version. Except in this in this uh, short, it's a trap. It's um silver a silver version. But there you have it. So those are some of the episodes, some of the better episodes that I wanted to go over, highlighting and showcasing some Booster Gold and Superman from Justice League action. Uh, an overlooked and underrated TV show, I think. It was, it you know, it had a, it shone bright for just a short period of time, and I didn't realize that I was going to be such an advocate. I just wanted to do something that had some synergy between Superman and booster gold. And they both happen to have some really good episodes of this show. And it just makes sense to, to, to do a show, but I'm really glad that I, cause I hadn't visited this TV show since it was done. So a couple of years now, and it is really worthwhile. And the, as I mentioned earlier, the length, the shorter length of just a couple of, or just 11 minutes for an episode really works. The shorts that are on YouTube are funny and, and worth and worthwhile. It's too bad that this show didn't get more. Um, and Booster Gold was really hitting the stride towards the end. Actually, the last episode of this show, Justice League Action, was a Booster episode, which I didn't talk about tonight. Uh, she wore red velvet. Uh, I wanted to save that one for when I talk about this show at a, in a later episode. I saved... I got about four more Booster Gold-centric episodes and a couple of Booster Gold shorts, and same for Superman. So I have enough content to talk for a whole another episode um, on Booster Gold. I could talk more than that for Superman. I could talk, you know, a third show, but I probably won't just because I want it to be balanced with Booster. And it won't be for... I'll have definitely have uh, multiple episodes in between. It could be a while. It could be short. Or it could be a while before I talk about Justice League action again, but I will talk about it because these episodes are worthwhile. So I can't reiterate that enough. This it's a good show, and it and uh, um, it was it doesn't get talked about very much, but I it I found myself being entertained quite a bit. So that's it for this episode for the May episode of Blue and Gold, a Superman and Booster Gold podcast. I wish everyone out there well in these crazy times. This 2020 is, um, I mean, it's 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 almost a joke now. But I mean, so it's, it's one for the, we're never going to forget this. We're never going to forget this year. We're never going to forget this period of our lives. And I wish everyone well and stay safe. And we will see you next time. <laughs>